friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store, but before we jump into the conversation, I want to take a quick moment to tell you about one of our incredible partners, BetterHelp. Y'all know how much I believe in the importance of counseling. If there are patterns in your life that are causing you to feel stuck or that are getting in the way of you reaching your goals, BetterHelp is here for you. BetterHelp will evaluate your needs and then match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can connect with in a convenient, safe, and private online environment. You can send your therapist a message anytime and you'll get timely, thoughtful responses and you can start communicating within 24 hours. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions with your counselor. It really matters to the team at BetterHelp that you achieve a great therapeutic match. So they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. And they have therapists that specialize in a wide variety of disciplines, including self-esteem, family challenges, stress, grief, and more, which means they have someone who knows how to help you with exactly what you're going through. This isn't self-help and it's not a crisis hotline, but BetterHelp offers convenient, professional, affordable counseling and everything you share is confidential. I want you to start living a healthier life today. As one of my friends, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. Join over a million people, including many of our friends here who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash that sounds fun. Today on the show is, I, I cannot believe he has not been on the show yet. My friend Tim Timmons is here today. Y'all are not ready. This guy is just the best. He's hilarious. He is talented. He's gifted. And, and he just talks like he knows Jesus really well. And I love being around those people because he does know Jesus really well. He had a new album come out this spring called Here that I think you will love. So make sure you check that out. And here's my conversation with my good buddy, Tim Timmons. Timmons, you showed up here with a bottle of kombucha. I really? Did. You're that guy? Should I not? I mean, it's, it's disgusting. You love it? <laughs> I, love, I totally love it. It's an acquired taste. Yeah. What, yours is orange flavored? What is it? Okay. Here, here's the deal. Okay, go um, I If we're going to talk the booch yeah, we right are. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking the booch. At the store, <laughs> what I like to call the store, and I'm from California, so everything's the in front of anything, uh-huh, so uh-huh. the 65, sure, the sure, five, sure. 405. Right. So is, if we're talking about the booch... Um, I basically buy anything that is two for one. Oh, okay. That's how you decide which one. It is. I mean, completely how I decide. Okay. Okay. And so that's how you ended up with this. Oh, this container. morning, but I got I got food for my kids to make lunch this uh-huh. morning at. The you went to the grocery store and went back home and came to the studio already. Girl, I've had a whole morning. Yes, you have. What time did you go to the grocery store? Seven. Yeah, it opens at seven. So oh. I, I went in there, and one of my treats is going and getting some some booch. A buy one get what, one. Booch. What's the deal we're gonna get today? Yeah, you know what I mean. Do you go to the grocery store every day? No. Okay. Gosh, would that be an amazing thing? Yeah, I have one friend who goes every day after work. He just goes and picks up what he wants that day for dinner and then for breakfast. I can see that. Yeah, he just no, doesn't I, mind. I I I do mind. <laughs> that, that does not sound fun. I mean, if we're really going, what yeah, sounds yeah, yeah, fun? Yeah, 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 That's not it. But finding a deal on the booch, all right. day. Right, All day. Are you an always morning person? Gosh, I'm kind of both. Are you? Of course you are, yeah. Because you can, like, write and do all that late at night. But you're not going to have, like, a night out night followed by a morning person morning, are you? No, no, no. So if I have a late night, the, the crappy things, I will still get up at 6. yeah. This is us. This is our age. Is our bodies still just are like, hi. Yeah. I mean, I remember two years ago when I was 22, (laughs) it really started to hit me. But now as I'm 24, 24. it just feels great. Right, right, right. So you wake up at six no matter what. I do. Maybe 630 if I'm lucky. Yeah. It's so dumb. I heard heard Nate Bargatze do a stand-up set last Mm. week, and he said he wakes up. He said, if if I wake up at nine, that's pretty early for a comedian. And I was like, Wait, Mm-mm. what? Mm-mm. You're we're the same grade, dude. Yeah. Like same grade. <laughs> so good. What a good bit. Thank you. Stolen. That's so yeah, stolen. Yeah, you take it. He and I are the same grade. Yeah. I wake up every day at six, whether I want to or not. 
But comedians also work at night. And you work at but night when we're on I the road. I work at night and on the road, on tour, like I will wake up at 11 and I'm uh-uh. great. Yeah, it's so fun. When I just, you get on the bus, you can sleep till 11? The bus makes my heart so happy. I know. So that's a joy. But when yeah. I'm at home, I go to sleep at 1, I'm up at 6. I yeah. go to sleep at 9, I'm up at 6. Wow. So Is it the family life? Is it having responsibilities at home that make you get up? I think I've got to do so much prep with my looks <laughs> in the mornings. You know what I mean? Like my bald head. But it's like sure. there's a whole routine I do. So it starts uh-huh. at 6. Uh-huh. I'm done by 8.30. Right. You know, so it's pretty strong. <laughs> when do you see yourself out on a bus again? Soon? Sure. Yeah. I mean, do you think tours are – are you going to tour anytime soon? I'm hoping to tour. Yeah. 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 That would be really great. What do you love about sleeping on a bus? Just that it's cold as all – I was going to say so cold, cold as hell, but that's that's a uh, oxy – that's yeah. a that's an onomatopoeia. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> um, no, it's that's I just love it. Yeah, it, it, being cold in my little bunk, my cocoon. It's cold and dark. People, if you've never been on a tour bus, mm-hmm. um, try to find a way to sneak onto one at some point because because sure. artists love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People and love when you management show up on loves there. that. So I would say <laughs> let's just do a little thing. Say Tim said, say Annie said. <laughs> This sounds fun. You know I'm I mean? allowed to do this. Yeah. These podcasters told me I could. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's how we do. Yeah. I still don't sleep in. late on the bus. I, I mean, no? I sleep really well. I'm a middle back. That's I want to be on the middle row. I want to be toward the back of the bus. Because everybody there are twelve, generally twelve bunks. Yep. You've got unless you're three, rich. three, right, right, right. Yeah. The star bunks. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah. Not us. Yeah. We're on twelve seaters. Yeah. So twelve, twelve seater sleepers. Twelve sleepers. Yeah, the middle back is real nice. Is that your spot? Where are you? Um, but I'm generally a support on most of these tours. Uh-huh. So I'm the I'm the dummy at the beginning going, hey, everybody, check me out. And they're like, who's this, Jack? You know? <laughs> so, you know, just I can get I get what I get. You get what you get. Yeah. yeah. But would you pick middle? I mean, I, oh, yeah. yeah. Bottom yeah. bottom feels like a coffin to me. Yeah. And I don't you know feel why. The Same bus. size. Same size. Mm. Yeah. But I can't wait. We're going out in June. And Aww. I like, cannot wait to sleep on a bus for... 13 nights or something, 14 nights. So good. You just lived through the same 2020 we did. How many kids y'all have at home? <laughs> Gosh. Well, I had so Gosh, many the little. the number changes. Little, right, right. Um, how many do I want yeah. or how many do I have? That's <laughs> the whole there? question. There are 20 kids. Um, I want four of them. Uh, I ha- We have four. We've got twins at the end that yeah. make it feel like 20. That's what I've heard. Our friend Benjamin Watson says the same thing. He's like, they have like seven and yeah. the bottom two are twins. And he's oh. like, there is nothing. Like twins. Yeah, I learned a lot of of the cursing words. Uh-huh. And the 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 gift of them when yeah. twins came. I was like, oh, that's a gift to me. I think uh, Jesus is like, well played. Sir. Right. That was well put. How old are the twins now? Um, who? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're almost they're almost ten. Okay. A few days are almost so 10. all your kids are So we're fourteen tweet. girl, Malia. Noah is twelve, and then the twimmins, we call them the twimmins. <laughs> They are. Uh, oh my god! Of course, the yeah. twin twin Timmons are the, the twins. They are nine, almost ten. Okay, and they're pretty great. What was twenty twenty like for you? Well, besides not making any money, which is just weird. So weird. Um, it was. Uh, gosh, how can you get the complete opposite ends? I mean, it was so wonderful as a dad mm-hmm. and as a family, as yeah. a husband, and just the time that I got with my kids was just looking back on it. There are moments I'm like. I would love to be back in those spots, mm-hmm. just hanging out because we had the perfect age kids for that, and yeah. And then it was also so divisive and painful yeah. that we're still reeling from it, and I think we'll be reeling from it for a long yeah, time. Yeah, and you made no money ish. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And you didn't get to tour, and you didn't get to yeah, yeah. I, but I did. I did a record during it, so that was kind of somewhat. That's what fun. you made here. Yes, you made the whole. Did you plan to make it in twenty twenty? Yes. Okay. So all along, that I made was the it year early. You were like make a record. we started. Well, so I signed with Integrity. Congratulations. Who knows when that was? But it was a little bit before all the world shut down. Yeah. So we started on the record, like right as everything was like Corona. Is that a beer? Right. You know, right. That, right. That whole thing. Right. <laughs> right. And then we did a record. Started it. We did it in a cabin, the Mercy Me cabin, which yeah. was super fun. Yeah. And then as everybody's starting to wear masks and. Yeah, so then we just we started working on the record from then on. And it's been done almost for a year. And y'all just had to hold it yeah. because what can you do? Yep. Tim. So. What does that feel like to do all that work and then just it be held until? You know, I, I've learned a lot. So the record recently came out. And people, um, people are like, are you so excited about it? And I've learned a lot about myself. Uh-huh. I'm... 
uh, I don't celebrate well. Mm. I'm a 7'6". You know, everybody's yep. like, oh, you'd be the best celebrator on the whole planet, Tim. But I I love and celebrate other people really well. Yep, you do. But I don't celebrate myself very well. And I don't mean like, I bought myself a kombucha today. <laughs> but I mean, maybe that's my celebration. <laughs> but I'm just seeing that there's expectations that I have in life. Wow. And they've been shattered, might be a little strong, but they've they haven't been met. And I think I kind of, I don't want to get too overexcited about something because if mm. I do, then it's like, what? why get so excited about something that's just going to hurt your feelings? Yes. <laughs> and, you know, because you, you drop a record and it's like, oh my gosh, this thing's so great. You know, everybody gets excited. And then the next Monday they're like, okay, so um, what's the next record that's coming out? Yeah, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I, 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 it, it revealed in me that I don't know how to celebrate things really well. There's yeah. a piece of that that's beautiful because it's kind of like, you know, I'm sure we'll get into my cancer journey, but I, the cancer journey has helped me celebrate today. Mm. Like this is the great gift, is this moment we have together yeah. right now. And whoever's listening, if you're driving and doing whatever you're doing, this is the great moment. Yes. But it's in the, and which is part of the beauty. So for me with this record, it's like this is a joy that right now I get to put this out. I will celebrate just this moment. I'm grateful for today. Yeah. Um, and tomorrow, who knows? And that's the beautiful right. part. But there's also danger in not even then letting yourself get excited or celebrating anything. Mm. I don't know if that made any sense. Yes. Oh my gosh. Of course it does. So, yeah, I'm. I, it's it's this is real time because I'm. Liter- it's literally being revealed in my heart right now. Yeah, I would imagine some of our friends at home that are listening are having things revealed in their hearts today. I have. Th- I'm in a similar spot where I said yesterday to two of my best friends, I said this pain is probably really good for me mm-hmm. because it's telling me I've put too much hope in a thing mm-hmm. that is not the Lord. And dang it. And let's just like let's let it feel bad until it's done. Yeah. What do we do when we realize that? something is stirring in us. What do you do when you go like, oh, this is teaching me something about myself. What's the next move? I mean, for me, it's talk. I mean, I'm an outward processor. So I need this kind of conversation. I need the dinner that I had last night with friends. Um, That's what I need to do. Mm -hmm. Some people, my wife, she could just sit and go on a run and she'll process the whole thing. But I think it's... So she goes on a run and comes home and goes, I've got it. Yeah, or just, uh, it just, it makes more sense to her. Yeah. Where for me, I'm like... No, I, I went on a run and I I tripped. You know, I ate crap on that run. That's that's, <laughs> that's how right. I learned, you know. That's right. If I think about how do we deal with that stuff, I just think the beauty is in the leaning in. Mm. The beauty is in the leaning in. So many things are being revealed all the time yeah. in my life yeah. and in our lives. I'm just – sometimes I'm aware of it and awake enough mm-hmm. and sober – you know, I would actually say most – sometimes I'm sober enough mm-hmm. – to attend to it. Yeah. And a lot of my life, I'm not sober enough to attend to it. Yeah. And sober, sober, obviously not meaning, I mean, it could be. Right. Um, on some of the, the alcohols or, or the kombucha. Right. you can get hammered on kombucha. Right. Let's be real honest about this. Um, I'm hammered right now. Right. This stuff is right. killing me. But it's just on fear or on worry or drunk on uh, my identity being X, Y, or Z, or what other people think Busyness, of me, busyness, experiences, I mean, gosh. T- Netflix, yes. Oreos. Yes. It doesn't stop. We yeah. can get drunk Avoiding. on anything. Yes, that's exactly right. And I, the thing I have to say to the Lord when I feel the pain and the tension is, is I do not like this, but I always want you to tear down my idols. Always. Mm. I always want you to show me what I care about too much. Mm. And because I think, I, you know me really well, Tim, I care too much in general. Like yeah. I just have a big feelings. Yeah. You do too. It's just yeah. kind of how we're made. Yeah. But there are times where the Lord's going like, it's not that the big feelings are the problem. It's that you're putting a lot of hope over so there. So good. And yep. you're putting a lot. And and so come come back, come back, yeah. come back. Keep your yeah. feelings big, but come back toward yeah. center, you know? Is that what you were feeling? I don't know why. I don't know why we all avoid... I don't know why we all avoid leaning in and mm-hmm. in, in pursuing sobriety. Mm-hmm. There's so many there's so many reasons why I do not pursue leaning into things. Yeah. And why I will go to my phone and I put all of my attention into this thing, into Craigslist. I mean, mm-hmm. there there are moments that I'm like, I so do not want to jump into this pain that I'm experiencing right now. So it's like and I'm not saying that out loud, obviously. No, no, no. Right. But I then just pursue other things, like all of us do. So, yep. 
you know, everybody that's listening, you pursue something and you give your attention to certain things. So in this past season, I've been focusing on what do I give my attention to? Mm. Like, wow. where's, where's my attention all day long? Yeah. And these, most of these things aren't even bad, like on our kids or on our podcast or our job or, I mean, whatever that is on what yeah. kind of kombucha I can buy at the store. I mean, right. we just, but I put my attention and I'm learning that the word attention is the same word as worship. Oh. And that's been really interesting to me thinking about that. Because we think of worship as obviously music wow. or all the dumb things that, yeah. that Jesus probably would never say it was, but Christians do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just go, oh my gosh, it's where my, where's my attention? Yeah. So this past season, we've been breathing, just doing this breathing prayer of breathing in Jesus, breathing out, you have my attention mm. all day. Jesus, breathing out, you have my attention. And it's been so powerful for me. That is so important. It is. That is it, huge. It, it, I'm going to do that. Yeah, it just starts changing my whole outlook and mm-hmm. where my attention is. And mm-hmm. if that, if in that moment, like, uh, gosh, last night we had a full-on meltdown with one of my little humans. Yeah. And this little human has major anxiety. And I used to go, oh, my gosh, that's just bad parenting. But now I'm like, no, it's just this kid literally has crazy anxiety at a young age. And in that moment, I just found myself getting more pissed and more pissed and just, you know, matching whatever chaos they have in their little heart. Right. And I stepped away and I was the practice of, okay, Tim, you can either be sober in this moment, pursue sobriety, Mm -hmm. or you can just continue continue to be hammered, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah. it was Jesus, you have my attention. What are you revealing in me in this? Mm-hmm. What are you revealing in this whole thing? Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm most sober and I can actually love my kid really well. Wow. But it's the other times when I, I just, I'm not giving my attention to Jesus and what he's doing in the mm-hmm. situation that I l- lose it. Because we're giving our attention to everything else. Yeah, it's just it's right. what we do, and there's no shame attached wow. to it, no need for shame. Yeah, it's just what I do and what we do. Shame is such a waste of time, isn't it? I so mean, so boring, so stupid. Yeah, so stupid. <laughs> I have to fight it constantly, but yeah. so stupid. Yeah, yeah. Our, our close, close friend, like worry. Worry is mm-hmm. one of those things that you know we we talk about often in in my community. Of I can either practice worry or I can practice trust. Wow. I mean, it. it we get good at what we practice. Yeah. I get great at what I practice. Yep. I've practiced a lot of things in my life, yep. and I get good at what I practice. And I've practiced worry. So when things come up, when my my kid is doing one of these things, I go straight down the line, and I go to the end. So I just go, okay, when, when this person's 20, they're going to be this total whatever, mess, or mm-hmm. they're going to be in the hospital. I mean, I go all the way there. And that's which is future tripping. That is, there's nothing awesome about that. Right. And no, no shame attached to it. It's just like shame. It's just like that is not getting us anywhere. Right. Or I can practice trust in that moment. And that's only when I'm sober enough. Hey, friends, taking a short break from this conversation to give a shout out to our amazing partners, Raycon. Raycon, co-founded by Ray J, provides innovative earbud designs at prices that don't break the bank. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds in a range of fun colors and patterns. They're super comfortable because they fit so well. They come with a variety of little silicone earpieces, so you can customize them to fit your ears perfectly. Unlike some other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. I've got a couple of travel dates coming up, a vacation in July, a little 12-city podcast tour in June you may know about. And you can bet I won't be leaving home without my Raycon Everyday E25s. They're perfect for listening to podcasts on long flights or cranking up my favorite worship playlist in my bunk on the tour bus headed to your city. The 24-hour battery life and their portability makes Raycon earbuds the very best travel companions. But honestly, they're so great for everyday life too, from great audio quality while I'm out walking and enjoying the amazing spring weather or letting me multitask so I can grocery shop and keep listening to the audiobook I'm currently binging. Comfortable fit, no wires to get tangled up in, and they come in a ton of different colors. You know mine are rose gold, right? Of course they are. And the Raycon Everyday E25 earbuds connect to Bluetooth super easily and are water and sweat resistant too. 
Raycon is offering 15% off all their products to our friends. So go to buyraycon.com slash that sounds fun to get 15% off your entire Raycon order. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash that sounds fun. Raycon earbuds start at about half the price of other premium wireless earbud brands, and they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands. And now back to our conversation with Tim. How have you gotten to where you have this language? Is this part of the cancer journey? Like did cancer, I mean, we all have experiences, but cancer is a big part of your story. And I mean, in fact, one of your quotes is, I'm 21 years into a five-year death sentence with an incurable cancer. Yeah. Does it take something like that to get us to have the language you have? I think so. I don't think we have any awareness of much in life without sorrow and calamity. Mm. I I think it is actually the greatest gift we're given. Which is a lot for a seven to say, so I respect you saying that, yeah. It is, though. I mean, you know, it's so cliche, but we've never grown from good things. Mm -hmm. I mean, for whatever you're walking through right now, Annie, the beauty is what would it look like to actually be more aware of what Jesus is doing in this moment, which you are, and you are so beautiful. But that is, that's a game changer. Yeah. So I was <laughs> – my church community gives me the worst weekends on the planet to teach. <laughs> I mean, their thing is – Oh, so is, you're on the teaching team as well No, as- let's, let's be honest. That's never been a desire of my heart, but I do love teaching. <laughs> yes. So – They've said, hey, Tim, man, you know what you'd be great with? I'm like, what? How could I help and serve the people of this community? They're like, sure. when we have family weekend. So it's <laughs> like, bring all the kids in here, in here because you're a total dummy. <laughs> you are the dumbest of all of us. So why don't you go do that? And yeah, you are, you know, three years old. So go do that. Right. So I was speaking and I was speaking on the four soils. Yeah. And I was trying to make it like, how do you make this kind of cool and fun? And so I brought dirt up there. And, you know, I really went for it. I I should really next time just read the whole book of Leviticus out loud. (laughs) So they'll never ask me to do that again. That's right. That's right. But uh, which would be weird in there. So good luck. (laughs) (laughs) There's some weird stuff. Tim sucked. Don't Mm -hmm. put him there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was in, I was teaching and I just, the idea of manure hit me. And because they're talking about the soils and what, what actually grows things and And the four soils are really, it's really the condition of your heart. It's not something we're attaining. It's the condition of our heart. And I think I'm one of the soils all day. I mean, I'm all four soils. I am too. All day long, you know. And what hit me is I read the definition for manure. Mm -hmm. And the definition for manure is uh, an agent that softens hardened soil. And I was like, oh, my oh goodness. My gosh, right. I mean, I mean, because I'm such a farmer, obviously. I mean, look, <laughs> look at me. <laughs> but think about how profound that is. Right. That only the stuff mm-hmm. of life, that's actually the agent that softens hardened soil. Yes. And my heart and my soil is so often hard and not able to be sober enough, right? Right. And so the great gift is manure. So I, I am writing a book called I'm so- Sorry, Not Sorry is the book. Oh, and it's great. it's on this concept yeah. of manure happens. Yeah. And it's not, I'm never going to pray for manure to happen. Right. I'm never going to ask, God, please bring this. Or, you know, God gave me this manure. I don't, I don't know how that all works with God. And the older I'm getting, I'm like, I don't. The less. Yeah, yeah I, I just do not. Same I used same. to have all the stuff figured out. Uh, two years ago when we were 22, we knew it yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 22 year I knew it all. But 24, it's like a whole new ballgame. Right. So I don't know how God does that or if he – what his role is. Yeah. And that's actually one of my main questions to God is like, what was your part? What was my part? But yeah. that's another podcast. But in this, I just know that he is working in it. Whether he gave it to us or not, people say, God put me through this, so I. I'm like, I don't know if yeah. that's true. Yeah. But I do know that in it, he is working all things um, to become beautiful and to grow into this beautiful plant with fruit that is beautiful and lasting. So I guess I don't think we can actually grow without calamity. So in some ways, when I'm a friend, you know, the other day a friend was telling me this really gnarly, gnarly story on one of our walks. 
And I just stopped. I said, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. I mean, I'm just so sorry. And we just talked through that for a bit. And then because he knows me well enough and knows that I'm not just this guy to say this, uh, you know, he knows my story, knows that I've got uh, credibility. Mm-hmm. I said, man, I'm so sorry. This totally sucks. Yeah. And I'm not sorry in some ways because, man, this is the great gift for you to grow into this more even beautiful and powerful and dangerous human. Yeah. And, you know, that again, that's not something you just say to somebody who's like right off the bat. You don't right. go, I'm sorry. And I'm not sorry because, you know, they'll just hit you in the face. <laughs> right. But I think I have got so much credibility with this friend that – and they were able to hear that in that moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have both been – and we can talk about this as little or as much as you want to. We've both been in churches where the founder is not the pastor anymore. Mm-hmm. Is that where you still are? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about what you've seen in a faith community – when the manure is handed to, handed to the faith community and we have to continue to grow and move forward. And how, how, how do you see this play out? And I'm hearing you talk about it in our individual lives. We both experienced it in a corporate way. Yeah. How do you see that playing out corporately? Oh gosh. I mean, this could be a, this could be a whole podcast called that sucks yeah that, that, su- sucks. that, that, that sounds went like wrong suck. at your church yeah that sucks <laughs> yes us too yeah i mean i think in in so many ways we we all uh <laughs> church is such uh, an interesting interesting thing mm-hmm. that jesus doesn't really talk about bible doesn't really talk about much um i mean jesus mentions it twice and they're in such random ways that mm-hmm. It's just it's hard for me sometimes to see our organization and go, man, this is how it was supposed to be. And I'm not right. the guy coming to damn the thing at all. I, right. I, I just I'm I never want to do church again. We just want to be it, right? Mm-hmm. But which I think, I think 2020 will ha- has helped with. I think it has. Yeah, I think it has. I yeah, I just I get more excited about being the church in the. 10,000 minutes of the week versus the just 80 minutes that we gather. Yeah, and. This just reveals how much the church loves the 80 minutes and forgets the 10,000 minutes. So there are 10,000 80 minutes in a week. And just trust me, people. It's true. It's true. And 80 of those minutes. It's your email address. It's your, you know these 10,000 minutes. It's my website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, there there are 80 80 minutes we generally gather for. But then the rest of the week, how are we the church in that moment? How are we, you know, walking with Jesus, not for him in those moments? And that's when things just start to change. And I think you just, again... Things are revealed all day long, whether we're looking for it or not. Yes. Uh, your new album is called Here. Yes. They're, the first song released is This Is The Day. It is a great song, Tim. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. Also, in, in this same vein, that verse, This Is The Day That Lord Has Made, I Will Rejoice and Be Glad In It. A lot of us who grew up in faith have been singing a version of yes. that song yes. since we were little. Yes. Why did you write this? Why does it matter that we think about today? Yeah. I mean, for me, with with my cancer diagnosis, I think one of the great gifts of cancer for me, I wrote a blog called The Gift of Cancer at some mm-hmm. point. One of the great gifts is that I, I write an X on my wrist every single morning. Oh, that's not a tattoo? No. You write that every day? I write it with because a Sharpie? if I had a tattoo of it, I'd forget. Uh-huh. It would just become, like, it wouldn't be a rhythm in my life. It would just be this thing. I think that always lives there. Yeah. So for me to intentionally write it every day on my wrist is like, I woke up again today. Like that's, wow. that's the number one reason why I do this is I got another day. Yeah. Like I had to get to hang with y'all right now. This yeah. is how cool is that? Yeah. And so that's one of, been one of the gifts of cancer is just living more of today than tomorrow or yeah. worrying about those things or yeah. how are my tumors doing or. Is it know. still in you? Yeah, there are still tumors on my liver. Okay. So I, I just keep waking up. I mean, this is – but I would never have that perspective if I didn't have manure. Uh-huh. But manure called cancer. Right, right. So this is the day, that song. What's so fascinating about that passage, and I didn't realize it, is that it's Psalm 118. Mm-hmm. And we've sung it. This is it, whatever, that song. Yeah. This is the day, this is the day the Lord has made, the Lord has made. I'll rejoice. And it f- almost feels like when a year like this past year comes out – Right. Like it's a factory. When this one comes out of the yeah, factory, gosh. And, <laughs> we're and, like, take it back. <laughs> and keep 21 in there. I mean, we're, I've had just as hard of a year this year in some ways. That's right. But 
that psalm was not written in a moment of like, everything's great, everything's awesome. I mean, it was written in a dangerous, scary, vulnerable, dark season. Really? Which is wild. If you read the whole psalm, the beginning and the end are just gnarly. Yeah. And then in there, it says, so yet, God, this is the day that you have made. I will rejoice. I will pursue you who is joy. Yeah. And I will stay attached to you. And then I will... um I'll be glad in it, which is really I will find contentment. Mm-hmm. And one of my heroes, actually at, at Journey, his name is Kevin. Uh, a few years ago, I was talking about. I think the main point in this Jesus walk is surrender. That just it's so heavy. Yes. And then he said, "Man, I think that's really good, and it's definitely there. But I think contentment is the aim." Really. I was like, "Okay, well, what's that look like?" And it's how do we walk content in all things? This is a day that you have made, God, and there are so many sucky things going on in my life right now, things that I can share and things that I cannot share. I'm going to find my joy in you, Jesus, today, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it because the glad part is I'm content because you are with me in this moment. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, this day sucks. I mean, there are, there are fun parts and right. fun parts we could say that sounds fun on, but yeah. it's almost like I've always seen that psalm as I'm just sticking my head in the sand in the middle of calamity or sorrow or mm-hmm. sadness. And it's actually the opposite. It's in the midst of those things coming out and saying, God, okay, you woke me up today. This is a hard one, but you're with me. I'm with you. Let's go. Yeah. I, I have said to people before, the thing you didn't think you'd survive, look, you survived. Yeah. <laughs> you literally that. survived. I love that. You wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking about it and yeah. talking to each other if we hadn't survived yes. the thing we didn't think we'd survive. Yeah. That's stacking stones right there. Right. Yeah. Right. So why, did you, why was it important to you to have this on the album then? Why does that part matter to you? I write songs, and I don't really even call them songs. I call them prayers. Yeah. So these are the prayers that I need to pray during my day, during my week. And thankfully, it's bizarre that other people care enough to use them or make them their own prayers. So if you listen to my songs, that's really what I'm writing is prayers for us to pray yeah. all week long, not just in the 80-minute gathering, right. but in the 10,000 minutes when the stuff hits the fan, uh-huh. is in that. that's when it actually counts to yep. me. Yep. I love the 80-minute gatherings. I love it. I've been a part of it my whole life, but it's just not the point. Mm-hmm. So... How do we sing powerful prayers all week long versus just in those moments? We On Fridays, we send an email called the AFD Week in Review. And at the bottom, we always say who's coming into the studio the next week, and people can ask questions. Huh. Normally, they, we get a handful of questions. Everyone who responded to you said thank you. No questions. Everyone said thank you for your music that you write. Uh, that I lead it at my church. Uh, thank you for how your music impacts my family and our lives. I mean, it was like... That has never happened, Tim, in uh, this whole thing. We have never gotten no questions, all thank yous. We usually get a mix. Yeah. And we got all thank yous to you. Oh, uh, that's special. Isn't that wild? Yeah, I love that. What is it about, we haven't had a worship leader on in a while, so will you do the thing? Tell us why worship music matters. Why does music about Jesus and and actual faith music matter in your car, in your house, in your ears at church on Sundays. Why does music even matter? What does it do to the atmosphere? Well, I yeah, I think music is just straight up powerful. I mean, it, whenever there's some scene, obviously in a movie, and the music is dramatic, you just right. you go there. It's just the gift and power of music that God created for us to have. Um, I think music can be a great reminder. I think music puts our attention on things and reminds us of where our attention is. Yep. So that's what's helpful for me. And again, I, I'm writing these prayers that we can pray in the 80 minutes, but more so that we can literally pray and live as though they're true in the 10,000 minutes. Because yeah. that's when it matters. I mean, that's stuff just doesn't go wrong in the 80 minutes. I think our 80-minute <laughs> gatherings, rarely. I look at those as a, as a leader, I think my role is to help people own their own response to Jesus. Help so whether own their own response to Jesus. Okay. Whether I'm in an airplane talking to somebody, whether I'm in front of thousands of people or two, I think my aim is not to tell them what their response should be. So if we right now were, I was going to lead worship in this room, right? and I'd say, God is good, and you'd go all the time. Right. right. <laughs> and we'd sing, how great is our God? We'd do all the hand motions. So it would be amazing. Right. But then at the end of that, if I said, okay, why do you think God's good? You'd be like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just said it. We all sang it. 
But I don't really know. But if I asked you this question, which I actually believe this is how Jesus did things, because the question is like, how did Jesus lead worship, which is very different than how we all lead worship, I think. But uh, if I just said, hey, why would you say God is good right now? I mean, just for a second, you just if you just yeah. all in your car, you thought about why is God good even in the midst of crap? He woke me up again today. Yeah. Or, gosh, I just had another breath. I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Now we sing that song and it's baller. Now you know why you're singing that song. Wow. And I, I think our role is to ha- – I want to help you own your own response to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So Jesus with the woman at the well, he didn't tell her this is what you're supposed to do. He asked her questions, invited her into her own story, and then through that, she was like, oh. And then he said, okay, now you respond. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, uh, rich young ruler, he does the same thing, asks questions, invites him into stuff, and then rich young ruler walks away sad. Do you know someone told me the other day that there is some theological camps, I don't like the word camps in yeah. this scenario, yeah. but we're not talking yeah. camps, camps. Yes. We're just saying there's some people who've studied theology that say that Mark might have been the rich young ruler. Have you heard this? Ooh, no. Me either, but that he ran away sad and then he shows up later in Mark. And remember, he's when when Jesus wow. is being uh, arrested, all he has on is one piece of clothing, and they grab him. And he runs around, uh, runs away naked. And someone said to me, "There are people who studied it that think that that might be both of those may be Mark." Wow, that's interesting, that right? Very interesting. I mean, we don't have dear everyone. Yes, yeah. the email address is I don't know either <laughs> yes, at anyfdowns.com. Yes. But I, we're just I'm just telling you something. And you're a um, pastor, so I yes. thought you might actually have an answer, but no. Yeah, we're, no, no, no. I, I, I. Once again, I, do, I have less answers. But isn't that, that is one of my favorite things about scripture is it is bottomless. Yeah. We will never know everything. Yeah. And we can, one of the things that I think our Jewish friends do better than our Christian friends is they argue over scripture. Mm. Like rabbis argue over scripture and we feel like we aren't allowed to do that. Like if you and I disagree, so then people are like, well, wh- Tim's over here and he's yes. over here. And it's like, no, what if we just— Is that the difference? What's the difference? So this past season, 2020, or, or still 2021, I mean, uh-huh. how many friends—have you lost a lot of friends? Have you lost a lot of relationships? Yes, I've lost a few, yeah. Because why? Uh, because we did not agree on something, and they— So what's the difference between the Jewish community, Midrash, uh-huh. and that's that is not a—, a Technical term, uh, medical <laughs> term, but they're arguing back and forth. They're um, digging in. What's the difference between that and you and your friends? They don't quit each other after the argument. Hmm. That seems to be maybe maybe. I mean, I most of my luckily my up closest close friends I haven't lost, but yeah. it's just been the next c- yeah. level. Yeah, and and I guess we just didn't finish the conversations. What do you think it is? Do you have an answer? Are you asking me because you have uh, an answer? I, I was just curious about your answer. I th- I think humility is the answer. Mm. And I don't know how if that happened in the old Jewish times or not. Right. But there's – I just – we've lost some really close relationships in this past season. Yeah. For many reasons, from the racial stuff mm-hmm. to masking to people believing that the end times are happening and we're not seeing that. And so we're basically deceived. Yeah. I mean, all the things have lost friends this past season. And we're like, you guys, we could still, that's fine if we want to agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. But there's like, uh, if, if humility is having a right view of oneself, I think everybody feels like they're so right, you know, they, they're not loving. I mean, that's that old phrase. Yeah. Would you rather be right or would you rather love people? Yes. Hey, friends, just taking a short break from this conversation to give a shout out to our amazing partners, Rothy's. I love my Rothy's. I have the Camo Cat sneakers, and they're just the perfect combo of comfortable and cute, and they slip on super easily. Rothy's shoes have zero break-in period thanks to their seamlessly knit-to-shape design, and they have so many styles, colors, and prints to choose from, so they're the perfect way to add some comfort and style to your wardrobe. Rothy's shoes are knit with thread made from plastic water bottles, y'all. So they're ultra comfortable as soon as you slip them on. Finding the perfect style is easy because Rothy's come with free shipping and free returns on eligible items. Another major bonus, they're fully machine washable, y'all. Anytime I need a little refresh, I just toss them in the washer. And it's like getting a brand new pair. Washable, durable, flexible Rothy's signature thread made from repurposed plastic water bottles minimizes their impact on the planet and maximizes comfort for you. So cool, right? 
Check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com slash sounds fun. That's rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash sounds fun. Style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash sounds fun today. And now back to finish our conversation with Tim. I mean, Tim, when people message me or email me and they say, where do you stand on this? Mm. I say back, what does it say about our friendship when I answer this? Because the actual thing, I don't ever say an answer. I just go, what does it say about our friendship if we disagree on this? Ooh, I'm writing that down. Because you're what you're actually asking me, you you actually don't want to know where I stand on water bottles or on masks or any of that. You want to know, are we on the same team? Can I still like you? So true. So true. Right? So that so to me, it is that is the question is what is it? Can we not stay friends if we don't agree? Because if that's the case, you might as well walk. Because there's gonna be something. Yep. There's gonna be something that you don't agree with me on. So if if that's gonna be the thing, go ahead and go. Gosh, Annie. And I'll just still not tell you what I think about everything. <laughs> so good. But it's so true how, how dangerous and sad and I mean, none of us have the same theology. Nobody. Nobody. You know, with all I don't of, agree with myself all the time. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I live in here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even like you. Yeah. I mean, let's be real honest about that, Annie. I've hated you for years. You and I do not get along at yeah. all, yeah, as yeah. everybody could tell. Yeah. Um, I've hated you for years. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm in so here funny. and right. it's, I'm, we're going to be all right. I'm sober. That's why I'm drinking so much kombucha. <laughs> Is because you are a wench. And what I mean by wench is literally in a truck, in the front uh-huh, of a truck, right, you, it, right. it draws people in. You draw people in. Oh, wow. That's a great switch. Yeah. Next time someone calls me something like that, I'll yeah, say, yeah, you yeah. mean the person who draws yeah. people in. Tim, what do you know about Jesus now that you didn't know before 2020? Well, I think we're done. This has been so great. <laughs> what do I know about Jesus that I didn't know before 2020? Yeah. What have you learned about him? It feels like your soberness is also taught you so much. I just want to learn. I think I am getting cl- – well, number one, I'm, I've taken out all the EDs in most of my words these days. Okay. Meaning I've learned something mm. and I'm adding an ING on everything mm. because I'm, I'm, I'm done thinking I've learned something or mm-hmm. I've figured it out. Mm-hmm. I'm figuring it out. I'm learning. I've not processed it. I'm processing everything. Mm-hmm. So I think what I'm learning about Jesus – and this is so silly and cliche is kind of what I talked about before is how near he is, mm-hmm. how when I'm actually putting, giving him my attention, things just start shifting in my heart. So it's, it's, it's really this how near is my breath. You know, it, it's so cliche and no, so no. silly. I know, but, uh, but cliche is they're generally because they're true. <laughs> yeah, they exist. <laughs> and I think I'm just I'm walking with that idea. Uh, yeah. And not just that idea, but really, what if he's actually real? Yes. Like, not just dumb, stupid Christian crap, mm-hmm. but like, what if he's actually real? What if the same spirit that raised him from the freaking dead is actually in me, alive and well, and I am divine? Mm. Like, that's bizarre to me. Yeah. So I think I'm just in the process of, of the past few years of just almost waking up to what if it's actually true? Mm-hmm. And what could that look like in my day? I don't know if that fully answers it. I, yeah, I'm just in, in this great process of. Yeah. Because then you write us prayers like your album. Yeah. And and we take those into our learning. Yeah. And into our soberness. Yeah. And uh, what is your prayer life like? That was going to be the other thing I want to yeah, hear Yeah. So I, I was 12 years ago that I, I was a pastor at a large community in California and a worship leader there. And it was awesome. Yeah. So great. Uh, yet. Were you already doing public, like, were you already doing global ministry as well as your local ministry? Um, I was huge in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> You're still huge in Japan. Yeah. yeah just I didn't mean to tell you. Just kidding. If you guys are in Japan, please hook me up. Mm-hmm. If you can be my, my first friend in Japan. Um, no, I wasn't you doing a bunch traveling, of that. No. You weren't You didn't have records out. No, I did have a few records, and I will okay. never share those with anybody on the planet. <laughs> But I was at this community, and I worked for God for many years. Yeah. Man, I was awesome at working for God. Mm. I mean, I've prayed for God. I have uh, evangelized for God, which I don't even really think is biblical. But yeah. I, 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 I've gone on trips for God. I've blah, 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 written uh-huh. songs for God. Uh-huh. And I, when I left my job 
I was exhausted. My soul was exhausted. Yet I'm a varsity American Christian my whole life. I'm like, I get Letterman jacket, whatever the captain thing is. I got it. Yep. And yet I'm sitting there going, this crap doesn't work. I've been pimping it for a long time and working for him for a long time, and I'm sick of it. Mm -hmm. So there was a season where I said, Jesus, I'm done working for you. I will never work for you again. And so I'm still in that season and so thankful for my retirement of working for Jesus. For, yeah. And I just have said, Jesus, I'm going to now, from now on, just walk with you. Yeah. And if you want to open cool doors, you get to do that. If not, then I'll I'll just, I'll be here Mm -hmm. and I'll keep doing what I think is right next. Mm -hmm. And that's what my prayer life has been. So I, I see prayer more as alignment and realignment all day long. All day long. Like it's, it's, it's just less about the dear God. So I almost refuse to do dear God prayers. Uh, when I'm leading worship, you know, you always do before, if you guys don't know this, uh, in the back, in the green room, yeah. <laughs> what happens, or in the kitchen, or whatever. I prayed before we started. Were you rolling your eyes about no, no, it? No, no, no. I was like, no, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but he, here's here's what the prayers normally are, uh-huh. is God, um, be with us, which you did not pray. No. Be with us today. Right. And uh, be with us in this, be in the in the soundboard, be in that. And I get the heart of that. Oh, my gosh, how great. There's no dogging of that. But if he's already here, he's already with us, I want to actually pray that I'm with him and joining him in what he's mm-hmm. doing. So instead of working for him, I want to walk with him and see what the what he's up to. Like, right. that has changed my life. That's when I'm praying, Jesus, you have my attention, all that stuff. Yes. Uh, that's when things start changing in me. So, yeah, uh, what's my prayer life now? It's way less formal than it's ever been. Yeah. And it's just kind of this idea of, well... I'm going to align and realign my heart all day long because I get drunk on so many things and things I want, on worry or whatever. And so I'm just practicing giving him my attention and walking with him and joining him. I have these big sticky notes on the wall in the room of my house where I read in the mornings. And I've just started writing people's names that I'm praying for because I just wasn't very good at praying for other people, honestly. Yep. And so, and then someone will, I'll, I'll think about someone else. I'll write them up there. And Tim, I'll tell you, I put the, the this married couple's name up there. They're not famous. They're just normal people in yep. their lives that yep. I didn't know yeah. that were connected with someone else. I've known the other person for 15 years. And I put them on the wall. And I I don't say things about them. I just look at their name and I, say, and I just think. Yeah. And I just pray like that, you know, yeah. just like, yep. yeah, Lord, what you're doing there. Yeah. And would you know that I met them like a week after I started praying? And now they're like in my life. And I didn't do that, right? But- because I didn't pray for God. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I just see them. Yeah. I just saw their name. Yeah. And now they're in my life. Yeah. And it is. It, to When our prayer life changes from doing the right thing to being, to swimming in it, it's so different, good. right? Love it, how you said that. Yeah. Does that feel true to you? Yes. Yeah. It's so different. Swimming in it with him is just a game changer. Yeah. I think my expectations actually are helped in those places because... Mm-hmm. Normally, I'm like, I'm praying for him to do something that I want him to do, and I'm expecting him to do something because, guys, let's be expecting God's going to do a miracle. And I totally get it. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. I, they're, gosh, I pray for healing all the time for people and myself. But there's an expectation, and maybe this is just me because I, I hold high expectations, but it's been so helpful for me just to swim in it with him going, okay, what are you doing? Because if the king of the kingdom knows what's best for the kingdom— Maybe I'm going to join him in it if I'm seeking first the kingdom of God yeah. and not my kingdom or your yeah. queendom, you know? Yeah. So that's been so game-changing for me. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey in his book, Green Lights, he talks about white-collar play- prayers and blue-collar prayers. Oof. And he's like, stop praying the white-collar prayers. Stop praying the nice stuff. He, he I don't, I think where he goes next where he says, because God's too busy, I don't think that's actually why. Yeah. But I do like the idea of like, yeah, what are my like, Blue collar prayers. What yes. am I like? Get in this. Love that. You, distinction. I know. I thought that was so good. How have you seen prayer change your family? Okay. So if prayer is alignment and realigning all day long, and it's not what I've grown up with mm-hmm. of this dear God thing. Right. One of my kids had this issue early on. And he's at school and you know, I was I wore husky pants as a kid. Mm-hmm. Which Husky was an amazing J.C. Prenny brand. Yes, yes. So, and my mom was basically like, "Oh, baby, these are going to fit you much better," you know. And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, these sound cool, you know." Sure, great. And uh, she didn't say you need Husky pants, son. <laughs> and so, 
but my my son was being made fun of at school. This kid would take his water bottle and say, "You're oh so gosh. fat, you can't get it." And so my son came to me telling me this, and oh I'm like, gosh. "Okay, number one, like, what's his name? Oh my gosh, what's his name? <laughs> what bus stop is that?" Oh, little? Doyle rules. We're going after <laughs> yes, him. Yeah, totally. What are his kids' name or his <laughs> parents' name? What's the dog's name? Because right. they're gonna get right. their aspartame hit. <laughs> and so um, I said, "Buddy." Oh, I want to tell you to pop that kid in the face right now. Mm-hmm. Literally, I want to tell you to hit him so hard that he will never say it again. Yeah. But I have a thing called 10,000 minutes. Um, and so with that, the practice that week, I said, buddy, what's the practice that we're doing this week with, with 10,000 minutes? And it's just the idea is, you know, I, I'm amazing in the 80 minutes, but in the 10,000 minutes, what what's it like for me to join Jesus in what he's doing mm-hmm. and all of us to join Jesus in what he's doing? And actually put his principles into action. Yeah. And so that week was praying for our enemies. Oh, gosh. And he's like, praying for our enemies? I'm like, yeah, man, how crazy is that? That this week, what if we just tried, in a sense, what I, you know, I didn't say it like this, but what if we aligned our hearts mm-hmm. with the heart of God this week? Mm-hmm. What if we just started praying for this kid? Like, who knows what's going on with this kid and what his life is like mm-hmm. or what he's actually really sad about? But let's just start praying for this kid. And man, he may not even change. But I have a, th- I have an, um, you know, a guess, mm-hmm. hypothesis, right? That you, and our hearts are going to change this week, even for wow. this kid, even if he keeps doing it. Let's just see what what happens if Jesus is inviting us to pray for him. Let's do it. So we started praying for him, and I remember he came back to the next week. He's like, "Dad, I did it." I'm like, "You hit him." <laughs> and he, he's like, "No." Um, he came up to me and said. Uh, Ooh, he took my water bottle and said, you're so fat, you can't get it. And I said, that's not my name. Uh, that's not who I am. And I want my water bottle back, please. Oh. And the kids are like, okay. And now they're like total buds, which Whoa. is so great. But there was a moment where my son could have, we could have just said, okay, he said, we're going to do this real deep prayer on Sunday morning. And you're yeah. going to get a paper mache of David and Goliath, and we're going to put it up <laughs> on a refrigerator and go, wow, we really did church. Right. But what a load of crap. And what mm-hmm. – I mean, there's zero power in that whatsoever. Right. But my son and myself, we are, were aligning and realigning our hearts because, trust me, I had many moments that week when I had some strong words yes. for that little child. Not yes. my son, but the other kid. Right. And, you know, I don't know how free and cussing we are in this thing, but I had some strong Not, not as free. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. as free as you want to be. Um, I mean, just, yeah, I, I would, you know, I'd say poop. Mm-hmm. I said poop. Mm-hmm. Poop. A lot of manure. A lot of manure. And in that moment, my heart was being aligned and realigned with the heart of God. My son's heart was being aligned and realigned with, with so the good. way of Jesus. Yeah. And so that, that's, that's all I want to be about is aiming each other. And that's mutual aiming. Right. Right. So, which is the great gift, whether it's my kid to me or me to my kid. Yes. It's teaching each other. Even in these conversations, you're teaching yeah. me, like, how we align and realign. Yeah. Prayer is constantly aligning and realigning. I go on walks every morning with different guys these days. Really? Uh, yeah. In your been, neighborhood? Uh, just or just friends yeah. and guys that I'm, I'm, you know, Christians we say we're walking with. Mm. And I'm like, what? you know what? What if we actually go on walks? Mm-hmm. Let's actually mm-hmm. not do that. Yeah. So we've just been walking around my neighborhood. I have this really cool walk that I did yeah. take people on. And you just call them and say, hey, come over at 7 and let's go on a walk for I, an hour. I just, it's, there's a, there are a few every week yeah. guys, and then there are a few slots that I have just for random people that That's are awesome. like, oh man, let's, let's just go on a walk. Yeah. So we're walking and we're walking in the same direction, yet we're aiming each other. Mm. And it's always toward how do we, so what does that mean of how you see God? Mm-hmm. How do you really see yourself? How do you see other people? Mm-hmm. And it's been one of the most powerful things I've been doing this past year. Yeah. How are they all guys that you were that are in your job? They're in your church, or is it both? Um, a lot. Most of them are in my church community, yeah. part of my community. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I people have said, "Do you mentor people?" I'm like, "Nope." Yeah. I want to be an aimer. Mm. I want to aim you and who you were created to be, and let God yeah. do His work in you. I, yeah. I, that's not my role. And then I want you to do that for me. Ask me good questions and push me into who God created me to be. And what's he, how do I join him? So if we're doing that together, I don't feel like I'm, I've got a lot to teach you, Amy. Or I've got a lot to teach these guys if they're younger or older. Right. It's we're just in this together. My son taught me stuff. How cool is that? Yeah. So again, that's walking with Jesus versus what doing this, mentoring people for Jesus, you know, making disciples versus I'm being made a disciple and you're being made a disciple and. I heard a friend talk the other day about how uh, his dad was the principal of his high school. 
and what it was like to live with the principal. Mm. And I thought so much about our friends that work at churches and that do our jobs yeah. and and the working for God. It is hard to work for him all day here. If you are working for, yeah. it's hard for to work for him all day here and then get up tomorrow morning and just be with him. Yeah. Like that's hard because yeah. I want to talk about work and yeah. and I didn't like how everything went yesterday. And yeah. so you're giving me better language than because I felt the tension of those of us who feel like we might work for God. Yes. Because that's who pays our bills. Or yes. People in the faith community. Yes. Or adjacent to the faith community. My dad said one thing to me because he was a pastor for a long time when I was just struggling before I left my role in California. He said, Tim, what if you saw this role as just tent making? Mm. Like you work for a 501c3, mm-hmm. but what if it's more tent making than that's your mission in life? Yeah. Being a worship leader is not my calling. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little shady on the word calling because I, I don't same. I think it's dangerous, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, I do too. People in 1840, they weren't talking about this. <laughs> so right? true. It's this so is true. not, yeah. <laughs> so I, he was just basically saying, I mean, your calling is not leading worship. Mm. Your calling is to Jesus and to walk with him in this stuff. So what's he, you know, what's he bringing in your life? And then let's be a part of that. Yeah. And that just, that changed my view of, in quotes, doing ministry. It was like, well... That's just what I get to do, and thankfully, what I make money doing helps people and points people to Jesus. That's awesome. That's, but my mission is actually as I'm walking in the janitors there or as right. I'm walking in the person that never gets talked to, how do I love that person and represent the heart of Jesus, mm. not do it for him, but because he's in me, I'm an actual representer. I'm an actual mirror. Yeah. So that was, that was helpful. Yeah. Oh, representer. That was... Uh, a, a riveting book called Intercessory Prayer. I mean, mm-hmm. what a powerful mm-hmm. title. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's this one about? Just read the title. It's I mean, on there. I mean, that's like, that's Dutch. If you're yeah. listening, I, it's just a, I think a better title would have been great. But <laughs> the book was fantastic. Yeah. And in there, he talked about representing mm-hmm. Jesus, not a representative, because a representative comes in the name of, and I, yep. I, I, I know that that's right. But if the same spirit that raised Jesus is in me, I am actually a representer of Jesus, literally a representer again uh-huh, uh-huh. on this earth. Yes. To my wife, to my kids, to you, yep. to the guy who cuts me off, and I want to tell them they're number one. Right. Um, wh- what's that? What's it look like for me to be an actual representer yeah. of the power and love and grace and mercy of Jesus? How do we? How do we? Can we just do fifty of these? Let's do it. Why do we not just do this? I just want to hear. Do you mm. have a podcast? I do. I thought so. What's We're, it called? It's, 10, it comes out next week. <gasps> For the first time? Yeah. What's it called? 10,000, uh, the, the 10,000 minute experiment. Oh, So we're great. basically putting each of these experiments into, so we'll do the experiment all week and then uh-huh. we'll come back and talk about it. Like, how'd that go? That was really hard. Or here's why it was hard. And just uh-huh. it's funny and dumb. And Oh, I love it. So I'd love to have you on at some point. Okay. It's, so people can listen now to 10,000 Minutes. The 10,000 Minute Experiment. Experiment. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Good. Because we need like so much more of you. Is there anything yeah. we didn't talk about you want to make sure we cover today? No. No, no, no. I, I, lo- I love you. I love you too, man. I love you. I'm, I'm like, grateful. you are a sister and that I wish I was closer to. Yes. So Thank I'm you. such a fan of yours. It makes me so happy that people are loving what you do. Thank you. That's a joy to my heart. Thank you. So I truly celebrate you. It really is. One of the joys about you and I is when we see each other, it is like we saw each other yesterday. Yeah. It is like such a gift of your friendship. So I'm really thankful. Um the last question we always ask. Yeah. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Right. Tim Timmons, what sounds fun to you? Oh, here's, I was thinking about that question this morning on the way, on the drive here. Okay, good. And gosh, I I wish I had a good answer. I wish I had a perfect seven answer. No. That would be, uh, you, know, you know, whatever. I just, I was thinking about it and I was going, gosh, I wish people would listen. No, it sounds really fun is that people would listen to one another. Wow. And, I, you That's know, I should answer. be saying that kombucha, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> the booch. <laughs> a whole store of booch in my house sounds fun. And let's be honest, that does sound really fun. Even though booch is the grossest thing in the whole world. It's so world. gross. There's yeah. a mother and like a scoby and I like hate all of it. hell yep. and death. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho. But, but you wish people would listen to each other. I just do. I, I, I look at the racial stuff going on, the ethnicity stuff that – 
I just go, what? Couldn't we just listen and not just assume? Mm -hmm. I look at all the things, the political stuff. What what would it be like for us to actually listen well? That sounds fun to me in this season. I've got some relational stuff with some friends and family that I wish people could just listen to one another and not just jump to a side. Yes. That sounds fun for me because, I mean, I really get emotional about this because everything else is great in life and we can have blasts and you and I are going to continue to have fun in Mm -hmm. life. And there are plenty of fun things out there. But uh, when we've got people who aren't being heard in life, they need to be heard. And even people on the other side that are so strong with their their convictions, mm-hmm. I want to hear your story. Yeah. And how do I then represent Jesus in the midst of it? So I, I just, that sounds like a lot of fun if yeah. we could just stop and start listening to one another. Yeah, I'm with you. Well done. Um, thank you for doing this today. You're so welcome. I can't welcome. wait for thank people to hear Thank you for having me on this. Oh, yeah. Duh. You're welcome. Anytime. Mm. Oh, you guys, isn't he the best? Gosh, I love Tim Timmons so much. I love him so much. Be sure to grab a copy of Tim's new album here. Check out his podcast and go follow him on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere you love to be on Facebook. Tell him thanks for being on the show today. If you haven't already, check out where we're going on the That Sounds Fun tour and grab tickets and come hang with us. There are a couple of sold out shows, but we've still got seats at several stops and I want you to be in that seat. We have so many fun things planned, y'all. There's comedy, confetti, a live podcast recording with a special surprise guest every night. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it. Just go to AnnieFDowns.com for all the details and to get your tickets. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I'm Annie F. Downs, TSF, like that sounds fun on YouTube. And I think that's it for me today, friends. What a fun week of podcasting. Listen, if you missed it, go back to Monday with Matthew McConaughey. Such a fun conversation and y'all have loved it. Go back to Tuesday and listen to Lauren Aikens talk about her brand new podcast, Live in Love, that is blowing up. Everyone's loving it. It's awesome. I know. I love it too. Y'all have got to listen. Make sure you subscribe. And then today with Tim Timmons, what a great week. You guys go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I'll do the same. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you back here on Monday with a wild story with my buddy, an incredibly talented artist and storyteller, Thad Cockrell. We'll see y'all then. <laughs>